welcome to the Downstream Column podcast, Evolving Beyond the Status Quo with Next Generation Buffer Prep Solutions. I'm Brandi Sargent, editor of the Downstream Column. Joining me today is Chris Rombach, Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Asahi Kase Bioprocess America. Over his 30-year career, Rombach has held various leadership and sales management positions in companies serving the biopharmaceutical industry through selling of systems, service, and support. Rombach was a founding member of the Bioprocess Systems Alliance and one of the early pioneers of single-use systems. He holds a BS in biology from Humboldt State University. Buffer preparation is frequently seen as a challenging aspect of downstream processing and the source of bottlenecks. Why does buffer preparation create the potential for so many issues in downstream? You know, there are several challenges regarding buffer preparation. I think one of the first and foremost is the the space that it requires, both from a physical and environmental perspective. You know, you need a lot of space, and that space needs to be well segregated to eliminate contamination concerns from fugitive emissions from powder dispensing. The other issues are there's just the sheer number of different buffers that need to be used in a campaign. It drives a huge requirement for storage space and prep time. And lastly, just material handling, namely the solids, creates an impact to the facility. That makes sense. There's a lot that goes into it and a lot that needs additional resources and space, as you mentioned. In biomanufacturing specifically, what are the most pressing pain points when it comes to buffer preparation? The information that we hear most often is that, you know, first and foremost, buffer prep is a low value added activity, but it has a substantial impact on the facility design, that facility's maintenance, and of course, the the facility's human resources. It's a challenge to be able to coordinate having all the right buffers available just when needed. Powder inhalation and exposure is a growing concern for the operators. The current techniques that are out there are still fairly rudimentary and they don't really address ergonomics in many cases. And probably most importantly, you have to have a segregated facility. You have to have a dedicated space to uh, weighing and dispensing of the powders as well as hydrating and blending. So you've got to have a fairly uh, substantial space that's uh, well segregated from the rest of the facility. You mentioned low value add, and I think that's a really interesting point. It seems to me that buffer preparation methods have stayed rather static for many years, maybe because of that perception. And more recently, there's been a shift toward improving the process. Can you explain inline buffer formulation and how it compares with inline buffer dilution? First of all, Brandy, you're absolutely correct. You know, while other unit operations in a biologics manufacturing facility have gone through a renaissance, buffer preps pretty much stayed the same way. It's slow and cumbersome and uh, not really effective. Inline buffer formulation differs from inline buffer dilution in that buffer formulation allows you to create complex buffer solutions, some with as many as six to seven constituents, uh, and this is done via precise flow control, pH, and conductivity measurement. Buffer dilution, on the other hand, is simply the volumetric dilution of a single constituent with a solvent, most typically water. Inline buffer formulation results in a much more precise output, particularly if there's slight variables in the input materials. For example, if your concentrate solution changes, say, from a three-molar solution to a more concentrated four-molar solution, the machine can auto-tune itself to provide the desired output based on a well-defined finished product spec and real-time measurement of key parameters, namely pH and conductivity. 
So it sounds like this is something that could be used to address some of the challenges that we were just talking about. Could you explain a little bit about how the approach does it address the common challenges? First of all, it has a potential to significantly reduce the number of inputs that you use relative to their concentration. Because as I mentioned earlier, it can detect the level of concentrate that's coming to the machine and make sure that it meets the specification requirements. Secondly, the the real-time monitoring assures product consistency from batch to batch, and therefore it eliminates much of the typical testing and manipulation of a handmade batch. And finally, by using concentrated raw materials and formulating essentially on the fly, the customer can significantly reduce the footprint in their buffer prep area. Moving to a pre-made concentration with an IBF, inline buffer formulation skid, also eliminates the need for segregation of powder handling by eliminating dust emissions. And at Cell Culture Dish, we really like to talk about new technologies that help to address existing challenges. And as we talked about, buffer prep is an area that needs some improvement based on you know what has happened over the last few years. We're starting to see that. Um, this brings me to my next question. Can you describe Motive inline buffer formulation systems and how they've been designed to address these pain points that we've been talking about with buffer prep? Motive is just the new name for our existing line of buffer formulation skids. We've been making inline buffer formulation skids for almost a decade now. And in fact, the technology won technology of the decade back in uh, 2012. But these systems have all been designed with the user in mind. First of all, they're very small and compact. We have standard three and five pump systems that are simply wheeled consoles that fit through a standard doorway. Even our largest systems have the smallest footprints on the market, so they save space. They can be connected to either single-use bags or traditional tanks, which can really improve manufacturing efficiency. Because less liquid needs to be stored, adopting single-use systems is even easier. And lastly, Motive systems via their OPC platform integrate nicely into the customer's data collection system improving record-keeping and traceability batch-to-batch in a 21 CFR-compliant environment. How can the need for large volume and multiple buffers be handled more efficiently? For extremely large volumes, buffer formulation can play a big role and actually be a game-changer in facility design. We have one customer that was investigating making a sodium chloride solution by hydrating and mixing crystalline sodium chloride. During their facility design phase, they realized the sheer volume of solids and therefore super sacks of salt they would have to handle on a daily basis was so much and almost insurmountable that they elected to have concentrated solution delivered via tanker and then formulate and dilute from there. To best handle multiple buffers, we work very, very closely with our customers evaluating the long list of buffers they have to prepare. And then we typically recommend the appropriate sequence that the buffers are made. That way, they can increase their speed, minimize their cleaning and rinsing, while still assuring adherence to final product specs. Really interesting approach there and just demonstrates the need for the large volumes and and how important that aspect of it is. Another area of concern that we hear a lot is the space required to meet buffer demand, again, going into the, the large volume required issue. How can the required footprint be reduced to save facility space? Buffer formulation saves space by the very nature of its design. Process buffers are now being made in a just-in-time manner rather than in bulk and stored for periods. By working with concentrates, multiple final products can be produced from a handful of starting ingredients, reducing the need for storage as well. 
if you're storing a 5x concentrate and blending as needed, you can potentially reduce your storage requirements by that same factor. And additionally, if a biologics manufacturer partners with a liquid concentrate provider, they can eliminate or at least greatly reduce the amount of space required for storing, weighing, and packing of powders, an effort which traditionally consumes a lot of space, requires protective gear for the employee, dedicated air handling equipment, and quite frankly, a lot of labor to get the job done. That's really good information. I think that really summarizes the the facility space issues involved. Going into that, I wanted to talk a little bit about the three motive models that you touched on earlier talking about the, the product line, but I'd like to learn a little bit more about each of the models, how they're different, and what each system would be used for. Today, we offer the Motive 3, Motive 5, and the Motive Plus. All three are fundamentally the same. Uh, The key difference is the number of inlet pumps on board as that relates to the number of inlet solutions the operator can use. So our Motive 3 is our simplest model. It has three inlet pumps, typically ones used for concentrate, the other for pH adjust, and finally the third for WFI. In the case of the Motive 5, it's got five inlets that are designed to handle more complicated formulations, yet still in a largely standard package. And finally, Motive Plus is our name for a fully customizable design. Today, we've made Motive Plus systems with as many as seven inlet pumps flowing up to 15,000 liters per hour. All of them come with our Ocelot automation platform. All of them are 21 CFR compliant, and they all support wide pump turndowns to create the widest set of finished products as an industry are seeing a move towards more uh, automation, remote operation, et cetera. Can you talk a little bit about how automation and remote operation are incorporated into the systems? All of our motive systems come with the ability to automatically perform autonomously in a 21 CFR compliant platform. Our Ocelot automation platform allows the user to create batching schedules to carry out sequential batch manufacturing over a prescribed time all independently. We also have designed Ocelot for an OPC environment, thereby allowing the machine to be connected to the customer's plant-wide DCS. And this assures the ability to remotely control, monitor, and collect data in a singular plant-wide approach. Another remote operation feature that we have is our browser-based method editor. And this allows an administrator to make up new formulations into the system, even while it's running from any PC that's connected to their internal network. This intuitive interface simplifies method creation and editing with the ability or capability, I should say, of performing the steps from the comfort of of your own office. You can, of course, work on it uh, on the machine itself as well, but uh, we think the ease of being able to administer changes from the desktop in your office is a really great feature that makes it simple for the user. That is a really great feature. And you know, and living through this pandemic, we've all seen the importance of being able to find new methods for working remotely, even if that remotely means just being able to be kind of separated and socially distanced and things like that. So I think more and more we're looking for ways to be able to work in a, in a new and, and innovative ways. And I think that's definitely one of them, remote operation Before we close, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. This has really been interesting. I think buffer prep is an area that doesn't get enough attention because, as you mentioned, it takes up a lot of resources in it and a lot of planning. And yet, for a large portion of, of time, we haven't really made huge improvements in that area. And it's so great to hear about 
the advantages and the efficiencies that you're bringing to this area. Is there anything else that you'd like to add for listeners today before we say goodbye? First of all, I'd love to say thank you for the opportunity. I think this has been been wonderful, and and uh, I'm happy to be a part of it. I think the biggest thing is is that you know manufacturers have looked at other aspects of the operation. We touched on this that seem to be more important or more sophisticated. I mean, making a buffer is not that difficult, and I think people have kind of been lulled into complacency because of the ease of making buffers, but. When you start to step back and you look at what's the best way to design my facility, how can I incorporate uh, faster, better ways? How can I reduce storage volumes? How can I have an open ballroom suite type processing area working with liquid concentrates and formulating on the fly and make these things possible? You don't need the segregated way dispense area. You don't need the separate batching and compounding areas. And so I think it's an area that a good manufacturer should be really looking at and scrutinizing uh, because I think they could realize tremendous gains in productivity and reductions in cost while delivering a more consistent final product than ever before. The whole system that's required to supply, especially large volumes of buffer, is more complex and is a real opportunity, I think, as you mentioned, to improved efficiency and improve facility planning and facility space. So I really appreciate your time today and talking through this with us. And thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Thanks, Brandy. And have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To listen to other podcasts related to the discovery, development, and manufacture of biologics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com. And for downstream process topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.